The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. So either you spend a ton of effort or a ton of money to acquire highly allocated bottles. Mm. But a lot of people don't know which ones are actually worth the hunt. So if you want to find out, stick around. So we've got a killer episode for you. Of course, we've got good recommendations and we've got good education right here on YouTube. But if you haven't heard the news, we now have a Patreon option for our viewers. Now, what's the difference? Well, you get a lot more access to Randy and I. We got monthly Zooms. You got behind the scenes stuff. You got bonus content. Every episode, we've got some bonus content from that episode. That's just for those who want to dig a little deeper into the topic at hand. You got promo codes off merch. There's The, the perks are endless, people. Mm-hmm. So go over to the Patreon. The link's in the description and check it out for yourself. Yeah, great way to support the channel and we thank you. Now, before we dig into this episode, we've got to start it off like we do so many episodes because of all of you haters out there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We've got a disclaimer. Now, of course, the disclaimer for this type of episode is that this is our opinion, right? That's our opinion. Everybody's palate's different. We're going to tell you what we think is worth hunting after. That's because we own the bottles. We've tried the bottles. We've drank a lot of this stuff. And this is what we think is worth getting after and hunting after out there on the allocated market. So with that said, let's dive right in. Yeah. And also, there's no particular order to these. Sure. Um, yeah. So I was honestly just looking at my shelf. Right. In whatever order I saw them on the shelf, that's what order they made the list. Yeah. So... so First on the list, we've got Old Rip Van Winkle. It's the 10-year from the Van Winkle line. Um, When you think about whiskey, when you think about highly allocated bourbon, you're going to think about the Van Winkle name, right? Pappy, Pappy this, Pappy that. And if you've been around the bourbon world at all, you're going to know that that name carries some weight. And some of them for good reason, but this particular pour, the 10-year Old Rip Van Winkle, is one that we both own and we both really love. Yeah, and I wanted to put this one on the list just because I think that the the Pappy versions, the, the 15, the 20, and the 23, because technically Old Rip and Lot B are not Pappy, yeah. um, they tend to get a lot of the spotlight. But if, if you said, Randy, Desert Island... You can only drink one from the Van Winkle line for the rest of your life. It'd be Old Rip. I'd pick it over the 15, 20, or 23 for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. N- number two, I know you you believe is worth the hunt because it is, if not your favorite, it's right there tied with it. And that is George T. Stag, right? Yeah. George T. Stag is probably my favorite bourbon. And I've had it so many times that I've been struggling to remember the first time that I had it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say, um, I the first bottles that I was able to get at MSRP were from 2017. Mm. And I got invited to this bottle share um, towards the end of the year, and it might have even been 2018. And there were all heavy hitter bottles there, right? And somebody brought a 2005 George T. Stack and mm. fresh cracked it and was letting everybody try it. 
and he didn't know what I was doing, but I went and got some 2005 and some 2017, mm -hmm. and I blinded him, and he picked the 2017. Really? And I don't think that dude liked me anymore after that. <laughs> like, he was so mad that I revealed to him that yeah. his super valuable old bottle wasn't tasting as good to him as my yeah. 2017. So that's kind of my, my, the thing that sticks out when I think about GTS and tasting experiences. Yeah. Uh, but number three on this list, and again, these are in no particular order, but um, if they were in a particular order, this one would probably be up there near the top, and it's William LaRue Weller. Yes. Right? If you talk to any whiskey enthusiast who's been drinking for a while, they're going to say that that's one of their top hunt bottles right there. It's on my list. It's one that I I don't currently own. I've never owned one. I've tried it a whole lot. Of course, most of that time being over here, um, it's probably how this bottle got this way. Uh, <laughs> but yes, William LaRue Weller for a 12 year on that weeded mash bill from uh, Buffalo Trace, man, such a good pour. Yeah. And I like to think of this as a, a cash strength version mm -hmm. of, of, something from the Pappy family, right? The Lot B. Um, the Lot B is a 12-year. The William LaRue has been a 12-year for the last few years. And they're the same mash bill, you know, different barrel selection process on that. Mm -hmm. um, but one of my favorite pours, I have picked it in a blind over GTS a couple of times, so they kind of go back and forth for, for favorite. Um, and this bottle has my favorite origin story mm -hmm. uh, of any bottle that I've had. Uh, uh, there's a local liquor store that does a raffle for all of their allocated bottles. And Lindsay and I were both entered in it. And so when I went in, I happened to win that year. And I went in to pick up the bottle. And the manager asked me, like, if I could get you a second bottle, what would it be? And I thought he was going to try and hook me up because oh, yeah. we had done, like, a bunch of barrel drops and stuff at the store. And uh, I told him William LaRue, and then he never followed up with me. And fast forward Christmas morning, I open up what I thought was a shoebox and pull out a William LaRue Weller. And I'm just looking at Lindsay, my wife, like, how? 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 I just kept saying how over and over again. The mo one of the, Definitely the most shocked I've ever been at, yeah. at a gift as an adult. And it turned out that her name came up on the list. Wow. He asked me what I wanted, held the bottle, called her, had her mm -hmm. pick it up, and then she was able to give it to me as a surprise. Wow. It was one of the best Christmas surprises of all time. Yeah, I would agree. So, honey, if you're watching this, I, I definitely think that would be a fantastic surprise this year for Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, Randy, mm -hmm. which uh, one of the Still Austin whiskeys is your favorite? It's like picking between my kids, man. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Originally, I got to try the Musician when it first came out. came in this beautiful wooden tube. Mm. It was a 375, really knocked my socks off. Yeah. And then they hit me with a cash drink version, and I was like, lights out. This yeah. is hands down the best Kentucky-esque bourbon to come out of the state of Texas. No doubt. Yeah. Then I go to Whiskey Riot and they got a table and I get to try their rye whiskey. Oh. And now I can't decide which one is my favorite. You know how we are such proof hounds. I got to lean toward the cash strength personally, even though it is very hard to say. Mm -hmm. um, the rye is for a non rye guy. Uh, I love it. Um, it doesn't overpower you with that rye spice, but it's still well balanced to where it comes through. Um, man, it is hard to choose. So why don't you choose for yourself? Next time that you're out and about, look for Still Austin on the shelf because you will not be disappointed with those big, bold flavors coming out of the Lone Star State of Texas. That's right. Why don't you pick up the whole lineup yeah. and let us know what you think. You can thank us later. Still Austin, Bourbon Real Talk approved. To have a bottle shipped to your door or find a retailer, click the link in the video description.
Anyways, speaking of fantastic Christmas gifts, this one would be one that I would love to see under the tree, and it is the E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Right? Yes. This is one of my favorites. If it's in the top three or four on my list, um, it's, it's gosh, it's one that I recently got my second bottle of because my other one was dwindled down to about an ounce pour left, and I got it at the right time because I was freaking out trying to figure out how I was going to find another one of those bottles, but came through, found one, and that is one that I absolutely love. Yeah, this is one of my favorite bottles of all time. The origin story of the first time I found this bottle, I walk into a liquor store that I go to from time to time, and this was probably in 2016 or 17, mm -hmm. and they still had E.H. Taylor small batch and single barrel, and then right there on the shelf next to it was this green label, and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and so I buy it, and I bring it back to the house. I crack it on a Saturday. I'm doing stuff around the house. I'm taking little pours all day long. And by the end of the night, I was like, this might be the greatest whiskey I've ever tasted. <laughs> and then I wake up the next morning, and the skin on the inside of my cheek is coming off because <laughs> I dissolved it with cash-strength whiskey the day before. Yes. Um, so definitely worth the hunt. Yeah, worth the hunt. And if you find one, don't drink it all in one Saturday. Yeah, uh, You will do not only ruin your cheeks, but you'll uh, <laughs> be really sad the next day when you realize you only have about a couple ounces left. Yeah, and I probably would have treated that bottle uh, a little better if I had known how hard it was going to be. <laughs> to get it in the future. Um, now, now, number the next one up on the list is another one that I, I don't have on my shelf. I've been looking for it for a while. I have not been able to find one, but it is absolutely delicious. The times I've had it have been over here. And of course, the cool story you're going to share at Four Roses, but that is the limited edition mm -hmm. from Four Roses. Never met one I didn't love. No. And I've, I've had every year since I can remember. Um, I've, I've got lucky. There was a retail store that I had a lot of points with, mm -hmm. and it just seemed like every year for a few years, they were calling me to get me a, a Four Roses limited edition. Mm -hmm. And then I fell off their list, and, and then I somehow got back on the list, and last year I got one. Um, this year, um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to get one. Yeah. So it's, awesome. it's, a, it, it's a great one. But when I think of Four Roses Limited Edition, I think about when you and I went to Kentucky yeah. and we went to Four Roses when we donated the 1938 bottle of, of uh, Four Roses that's back here. And we were with Brent Elliott and their Century Lab uh, scientist. And they had all of the component barrels in samples inside the Century Lab. Yeah. And we got to taste all of the components that were going into that year's awesome. limited edition. Really cool. It was a really cool experience, of course. Yeah. Uh, anytime you can go on a tour to distilleries, one thing, but not very many people can say, I've been in the Sensory Lab at Four Roses. Uh, and that was a really cool, really cool experience there. Next up on the list is the Blanton family, of course. Uh, the higher up, the higher uh, proofers, and that is the straight from the barrel and the gold. Yep, and I go back and forth on these. Mm -hmm. um, is just depends, depends on, on my palate. Yeah. Some days the gold at 103 is better. Some days the straight from the barrel to me is better. And the straight mm -hmm. from the barrels are normally 125 to 130 proof, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and, and my story is uh, one of the, the first golds that I ever got retail because they weren't sold in the United States until a couple of years ago. Um, I, there was a guy from the club that was traveling to Paris for work. Mm -hmm. He asked me if I wanted a gold. I said yes. He went to Le Maison du Whiskey, who does a gold single barrel every year for the bar that they have in the back called the Golden Promise Bar. 
And so I was able to get an LMDW Golden Promise single barrel gold. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but somebody literally had to fly to Europe to get it for me. Right. So that's uh, definitely worth the hunt. That is that's quite a hunt when you're willing to fly across the ocean to pick one up. My my story is not nearly as cool, but I really like the last gold bottle that I got. I have a couple, but the last one I picked up was at that charity that we were at, the fundraiser, yeah. uh, Divine Equine, and a really cool organization. Look them up. But um, but yeah, won the bottle. I knew when I saw that one, I'm like, honey, it's it's over. I'm going to bid whatever it takes to get this bottle. <laughs> uh, and ended up just paying a little bit, probably around secondary price for yeah. it, which is well worth it. I'd rather buy it from uh, an organization like that going to a good cause than some flipper out there. But uh, really cool uh, experience. Love those two pours. So definitely worth the hunt. Yeah. Uh, number seven on the list is Old Fitzgerald, mm. specifically the higher, the higher age stuff, releases. Yeah. So um, I've had the 15, 16, and 17. Um, those are great, and they come in that beautiful decanter. And the way that I got mine was a friend of mine went there, was got to Heaven Hill real early in the morning. Sometimes they release these bottles there. Yeah. He had his fiance with him and they their placement in line, they were both gonna get the chance to buy, but he didn't he didn't want to because they're kind of expensive. Yeah. So he offered me one, I bought it, he brought it home, we cracked it, everybody liked it. And I probably only drank maybe an ounce out of it. And then I had a recording for Bourbon Real Talk and I was trying to bring some nice bottles. And that when I get there, the subject of the video, he had one of his friends there that was never even on camera. Yeah. And the two of them drained the entire <laughs> bottle, the whole thing. I was like, well, I guess that's oh, a good man. way to lose a allocated bottle. Man. It was a good recording. Uh, but then at the end of the night, I, I was about to leave and I was like, where'd that bottle go? And the friend like had something in his jacket. And he's I was like, take the decanter, huh? I'm like, are you trying to steal the decanter? And he's like, ah, I'm just playing. And I was like, bro, if you want it that bad, That's go ruthless. ahead and take it. What a butthole. Yeah. So, but it, some of the young, the lower age of those, I've heard people say that it's $30 whiskey and $100 decanter. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I wouldn't spend too much time trying to chase the, the lower yeah. age ones. Um, I, I wouldn't turn it down at MSRP if I stumbled on it, but I wouldn't hunt those. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. Ooh, happy birthday to me. Yeah, yeah. Are you getting me one for my birthday? I, if I can find one, <laughs> I would I would do that for you. Um, and I would love you forever. Yeah, they're hard to get a hold of, though. They are, man. I've, I've been hunting this bottle for at least two years now and, and haven't found one. But you know what? I've tried it so many times. Different variations, different years, different batches. And I've never met one I didn't like. Yeah. I, uh, I, I actually wasn't super fond of 2016 and 17. Hmm. Um, I, if I remember correctly, the 16, they specifically chose barrels that were higher up in the rickhouse. Mm. So they aged a little bit faster and they pulled out a little bit more of the tannins. Um, and so the prior years, like the 2014 and 15, had more of a sweeter profile and then it went kind of dark and tannic. Um, but this last year, which I was able mm -hmm. to get a bottle of, um, was great. And the story on this one, Lindsay and I, my wife, we used to live down in Austin. And there was a Specs that was really close to our house that we shopped at frequently, but we haven't lived there in 11 years. And this last year, I popped back up on the Specs points list and I was getting some allocated bottles. So you get a phone call and they're like, hey, we have a bottle for you, do you want it? But you never know what store it is because yeah. each store has their own allocation. So I asked the guy, I was like, "Where's where? which store is it? And he's like, Brody Lane. I was like, in Austin? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I was like, I haven't lived there in 11 oh years. 
<laughs> you must have spent I'm a not, lot of money I've not stepped foot in your store in 11 years. But yeah. the points go across different, yeah. uh, multiple locations. Yeah. So I'm in their database and I have points, so boom. And he's wow. like, well, do you still want it? And I was like, yeah, I'll be there on Saturday. And Lindsay and I literally took a weekend trip from Dallas to Austin just to pick that bottle up. So that tells you right there, it's worth yeah. the hunt. It's worth putting on the list. So I hope you guys found this list uh, you know, helpful and useful. Of course, again, this is just our opinion on these bottles. Uh, if you've tried them and you didn't like them, that's totally okay. Um, we we really like these pours, think they're worth the hype, worth the hunt. And so we hope you found this uh, episode useful for your hunting. Uh, and of course, we always recommend try before you buy. All right. If you want to uh, get after one of these bottles and you haven't tried it yet, the first thing to do is go to a bar or go hit up a friend or somewhere that has the bottle and see if you can get a pour because that's the way you're going to make a smart decision for yourself. So, so if this is your first time tuning in, we'd love to thank you for the view and tell you a little bit about why we're here. And that is we're all about bringing people together through bourbon. Mm. And that's something that's personally important to me because I lost a loved one to suicide in 2014. And in the aftermath of that, I was trying to make sense of it all. And I realized that my brother must have felt alone. He must have felt like he was going to be a burden to people in the future. And I wanted to find a way to create community so that other people who might be feeling that way um, would know that there were people that cared about them and that wanted them to be around for the future. Mm -hmm. And I saw the connective power of whiskey. And so that's part of the reason why I started the podcast, because I figure if I can get you connected to whiskey, whiskey will do the rest and get you connected to others. Mm -hmm. um, but we also started Bourbon Real Talk Community, and that is a troll-free forum on Facebook where you can interact with other whiskey lovers and not have to deal with all of the hate that is yep. so common on the internet. Um, and, and we knew that that was important because our participation in other Facebook groups, you know, revealed to us that there's people out there that will be hateful to you oh, yeah. as a stranger online. And not only did that teach us to create an environment that didn't have that, but it also taught me that if that person can hate you, even though y'all are strangers to one another, there's nothing that keeps me from loving you, mm -hmm. even though we don't really know each other. And that's why I end every podcast the same way. And that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that we, we love, love you. you. And we'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Ah, I knew I was a bigger Bourbon Real Talk fan than you. How do you know that? Well, because I don't just use a prideful goat, Glenn. I got a official Bourbon Real Talk tumbler. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I got this Bourbon Real Talk lanyard to carry my whiskey glass in. Oh, well, speaking of whiskey glasses, do you have one of these? No, I don't. Rocks glass. Oh, yeah? Yep, official. Well, I love my wife, and I bought her this official whiskey wife flask from Bourbon Real Talk. Well, that's cute and everything, but I got my wife one of these. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you can and... just add your own liquor, and it's an actual cocktail right there in a, in a jar. Me and my wife like to make cocktails, so we got this simple syrup off oh, the website. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, do you and your wife have one of these? This is an official sticker. You can only get these on the website. Uh, no, but I do have these official coasters that have the Bourbon Real Talk logo on them, and I'm representing. Hmm. Well, while you're representing those little coasters of yours, I've got an aroma kit. Do you? Yeah, so I can smell literally everything in bourbon. Everything. Well, I don't have that, but I do have this sample box that I keep all my samples in because I'm part of the community and I share samples. Yeah, but do you have 
Glen Toppers that are officially Bourbon Real Talk. I don't have that, but I do have this large whiskey carrying case for my glasses so that I don't break them. See, I knew you had that. That's why I have this, the smaller version, okay? It packs more easily into your suitcase. Uh -huh. Don't mess with that big old thing, okay? Suitcase, that's for lamos. Check this thing out. I have a Bourbon Real Talk bottle carrying bag. You can't beat that. I don't know if I can because- And on top of that, I have a Bourbon Real Talk t-shirt. I'm the bigger fan. Oh, I can beat that. Is it extra schmedium? No, I don't have an extra schmedium. Ha! Extra schmedium. You might be the bigger fan, you win. I knew it. So whether you're a Bourbon Real Talk super fan or simply looking for quality whiskey swag, head over to bourbonrealtalk.com today.